Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about a bunch of more clones. Clones. Return of the clones. Return what of the was clones. that? Attack of the clones. Yeah. So this is where my clones get to take the stage. That's right. Uh, but before we do, Aaron, you brought something kind of different with you today. What do you? What do you have? Well, I figured since we've got three games to cover today, and we would skip the news, but I did bring this over because I've had a few questions about it. This dusty tome, as you can see, it needs dusted off. There is my official Amiga disc box. Now this contains games that I've bought over the years for the Amiga or people have bought and that I have obtained. And then one side of this is a, it's just a crap load of mod files. If you are into those, we can skip most of that. But basically, I thought you might get a kick out of flipping through these. And people have asked me what I bought and what I didn't buy. So mm -hmm. I can try to give up an explanation as to well, what the hell I bought let's here. Let's see what's in here. So um, you've got... Uh, well, let's, let's talk about this first game. So this is... Oh, it's transparent. SimCity. <laughs> Uh, now this is it says SimCity Amiga version lookup. What does lookup mean? I have no idea. It's funny you should pick that for out immediately because that is the most recent edition. I bought that at uh, Hillbilly Toy Chest mm -hmm. uh, just a few months ago, and I, I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show. I meant to. I think I forgot to mention it when I did it. I might have mentioned it, but. Uh, this is a place. It's funny we mentioned. I think we mentioned this toy place in one of our previous episodes. That, but they went out of business. The owners decided to have a child, and so they were selling all their stuff cheap. And I'm just looking through their stuff, and I look on the behind the desk, and they've got some software. And, look, and sure enough, here are these Amiga discs. This is the first time I've bought any Amiga software in a store for probably since the late '80s. I mean, it's been forever. So what is that? Twenty. 20-some years, 27, 28 years. Uh, and so I picked those up. I haven't actually tried that yet. I know you're a big SimCity guy, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I just bought them just because I had to have them. You know? yeah. I was like, you know, this will be a good story for the show, if anything, and I picked them up. So SimCity is a good game. I, back in the day, I used to play it on the Amiga. Of course, I didn't have own it at that point, so I feel like I at least gave something back to You know, they say that the, the best version of SimCity for the Amiga is actually the CD TV version. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I was playing Another reason to get the CD TV that I so lust One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. All right, let's talk about a game that I've never heard of. This is Dynamics Software's Stellar 7. Now, Stellar 7 is... I did an Amigos play on this, actually. Uh, it was a... Uh, I had the PC version and the Amiga version. And I'm sure I bought that uh, before I got the... Uh, but after I got the PC version, because I knew the Amiga version would be better. They're pretty similar. It's a futuristic uh, tank simulator, effectively. A, a pretty neat game, actually. It's fun. It sort of has arcadey elements to it. Uh, and uh, 
um, I like the engine that they use for it. So, mm-hmm. like I said, if you're into that, if you're into that game, there's an Amigos plays on it. So, uh, check it out. Now, what percentage of these discs in this box do you have the actual game box for? Zero percent. Mm. I'm afraid. I had some game. Some. I, this is not everything I ever bought for the Amiga. I actually sold some stuff. Of course, you know, seller's remorse. I had flashback. I sold that right before we started the show. <laughs> ironically, the full box version. I had uh, Speedball 2. It's another one I sold the full box version of. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think, I know there was at least one more that I had the full box version of that I sold. You know, bottom line, I need the cash. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't doing as well as I am now. And it was, and when when it's time to buy something for somebody, you know, or pay a bill, you know, you had to make those tough decisions. And That's so right. Those, those were a couple of the tough ones there. That's right. Now, of course, we've got uh, TV sports football here. Uh, classic that we reviewed way, way back for our Super Bowl uh, Spectacular. I believe, I know I bought that after I, after I had played TV Sports Basketball, and I was I was sorely disappointed. One thing about all these discs is that they are the uh, NTSC American versions mm-hmm. of stuff. Which are tough to find they're not They're not easy to find, and, and they're, uh, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure people have a much larger collection, but they're not easy to find. Some of some pretty odd stuff in there. Now, this, this, this software house brings me back Spectrum Holobytes. Yes. Uh, Flight of the Intruder. What can you tell us about this? I this can't one? tell you anything. That's an actually a disc that I inherited from a guy. Oh, okay. uh, there's a, there's a few games in there that I've, I've not played mm-hmm. or haven't played for so long. I don't remember. But that one, I don't th- I don't think I ever actually played it. I don't. Is it? It's multiple discs too, right? Like yeah, two or three. Yeah, three. Spectrum Hall by what? What were some Four of their discs. big games? Can you think of me? Boy, you games? know, as soon as I said that, I was like, I need to figure out what they did. I can't remember what other they, games, but I remember seeing seeing their stuff in catalogs and stuff like that. I always like the name. It yeah. just sounds kind of futuristic. Sounds cool, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. How about Buck Rogers countdown? Oh boy! Countdown to no. destroy disc. Thanks, boat. <laughs> Good thing I didn't bring my Fabrice egg collection That's true. over. You'd be in trouble. Buck Rogers countdown to doomsday. What can you tell us about countdown, this? One? I believe. Now it's been a long time, but I believe that was a like a graphical adventure game. Okay. I don't think sort it of was a like scum a, LucasArts deal. Yeah, I think something something like that. It's been a long time since so I played that. The, you know, it's funny the, when you think of Buck Rogers games. The one I remember the most is. Uh, Buck Rogers' Planet of Zoom, which is the arcade game, and then made its triumphant home debut on the ColecoVision, mm-hmm. where you have that tunnel sort of flight game, you know, uh, and uh, that one, and I remember thinking, like, man, Buck Rogers, this is going to be great, and then getting it home, and I was like, what the hell is this? Well, there, that, yeah. a similar thought, well, you know, you could have a similar experience by playing the arcade game, because it also has nothing to do with Buck Rogers. That's true. That's true. Um, Buck Rogers was big when I was a kid, though, believe it or not. Would you like to know what else Spectrum Holobyte did? What they do. Falcon. Fal- that's the one. So, Flight simulator, right? Uh, well, on the on the label itself, it actually is... Just, okay, yeah, it's, it's a picture of either an extremely large Falcon or an extremely small plane. Does it have the date on so, it? I can't, I can't see if it has 1988. the 1988. Yeah, so uh, that that's... that's I think that they had a couple of those. Again, uh, some of those games, the flight simulators, I bought a lot of... This. Some of this I'd buy off other collectors or mm-hmm. we would swap discs. And mm-hmm. so some of this stuff was probably something I got from people... That I never re-swapped. So I, <laughs> that happened a lot back in the day, you know. You would because a lot of these games. And I'll give you an example, just because I know it's in here. Uh, uh, Space Ace, mm-hmm. okay. You remember Space Ace, yeah. right? The the company that made those, ReadySoft, their disc protection was unbelievable, and so people would buy them. I don't know where I put it. People would buy the games, and you couldn't copy them, or you couldn't copy all of them. Right, right. And so what you'd say is, like, listen, 
You know, I really want to. I want to play Space Ace, and I know you really want to play Walker, for example, or uh, uh, something else. I will swap for a while, and then we'll give them back. You know, and then some. But there's always that last trip to the trades mm-hmm. where you never go back. Right. You've got and to you end up with and you've the, got, you've with got the their game. games. You're you're stuck with them. Now here's something that uh that is unique you actually have an amiga power cover disc now yeah. is this something that we received in the mail or is this something no. that, that you... um, i found a place in lexington that sold amiga format and amiga power magazines back in the day uh, and i had a bunch oh this is a, such a this story hurts me so bad i had a bunch of amiga magazines that were european mm-hmm. okay uh, and uh from, from the uk and I, I, I had a bunch of Coco magazines as well, and a ton of wrestling a bunch magazines. Of rainbows, Rainbow, and which is a great magazine. But I had a lot. I mean, the UK magazines for Amiga; those were the magazines. The American ones, crap. Mm-hmm. The Amiga magazine, crap. No cover disc, no nothing. Lame. I never liked that magazine. The good ones, because I Amiga magazine in the US, it was like. Let's talk about like production software. So let's talk about pff, screw that. Right. Where's the game cover, Joe? Yeah. yeah. And plus, we didn't get a lot of the games that they got over there, mm-hmm. so we didn't get to see all the cool games that were coming out because I was probably going to acquire those games through illegal means. And so it's like it was it was almost like a catalog. It's like let's see what we're going to look for today. It's mm-hmm. like oh this looks good. And so you could get these these game uh, magazines. Well, anyway, I had all this awesome magazine stuff. I had a huge collection of PC Gamer too, which I ended up selling those. Those made the trip. Uh, but uh, I left all these. I was in a hurry to get them in my last house in Lexington, and I left them all in the loft, never to be seen them. again. You didn't sell them. Oh, just... I would never sell those because you can't get them back. Right. You know, and so I lost all those. And I, I and sadly, something else I did was a lot of those cover discs because PC Gamer had covered this too for a while. I would I would just erase them when I got bored with them and put other stuff oh, on them. So it's like the old uh, it's like the old uh, TV studios. They would mm-hmm. erase the tapes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I've got you know that's uh, it's my ultimate shame. But who knew you know? And I didn't realize I was gonna get nostalgic about it. But the magazines I really do miss quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, this is the only Amiga game that I've ever seen with a, a directly printed on the disc label. It's not a sticker. It's actually screen printed directly on the disc. And There's a few of those. There, there were some. There was that was not, wasn't that un- unusual. So oh, okay, Birds of Prey. Okay, yeah, well, more shows you how much Walker, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a Psygnosis game, but I can't read the title because it's written in that Roger Dean font. Orbitus. Orbitus. Okay, what is Orbitus? It's a um, boy. It's sort of like an adventure role playing live action game it's been live action it's a live action well i mean i mean it's not it's not turn-based live combat in real time i guess or whatever it's been a long time since i played it you know i don't remember how many discs was orbitus it was just one was it just one Mm -hmm. psychosis that was that thing had awesome writing on here i noticed that it's funny we've covered a lot of games and i actually own a lot of these games that we i mean i load some of the games we've covered but not a ton it's amazing how many of the commercial discs actually come with typewritten labels too yeah you know? yeah 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 but like uh um let me see here we we've covered like for example sword of sodan all right that's one that I wanted to cover. And the reason I, I this is one I, I never could get a copy of it. Uh, this is another one I had the box for, but sold the box. I don't know why I still got the game Overlord, which is it's funny. It's not my type of game, so I don't know why. I guess the is, box, that, is that another sort of like real time strategy type? It's uh, in the vein of Populous and okay. stuff. Um, the uh, the uh, um, most of these games in here though, it's funny. I look through these this list of games that I've got stuck in here. Also, pinball fantasy, so you could tell I was into that stuff back in the day. 
a lot of this stuff, I, I remember buying it and then not liking it very much mm. because I would just I'd look at what's in the box. Budokan, another mm. one that's what, how I knew about that. Here's something you don't see. Now, there's a couple of these in here that aren't for the Amiga, but I kept I stuck them in here just because you don't see them that often. These are the original discs for Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. Yeah. You yeah. Know, kind of bizarre. It's software. Now, yeah. here, this one, I always thought that Doom was also an id game, but is it not? This uh, is, are you sure that this is Doom G? This might be some kind of Doom No, it's GT off. Interactive, man. Uh, it's just Doom G. Doom G. That's Doom the G, G version. It's the G version. No blood in this one. It's, no, he's a gangster. That's true. It's the Doom gangster. It's a gangster with no blood. That's a gangster. It's not, I, you know, you would think Doom would be on more than one disc. So I'm, I don't know if I just only have... Oh, yeah, it's a one, one of two. two. I don't yeah. think I have the other disc well, in here. No big so loss. who knows where that went over the years. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and sometime we'll go into the role-playing stuff that's in here, which is a ton of it. But, I saw uh, Ultima in there. Yeah, and you know I, that I was into. You can see right here I took, here's the classics example. Buck Rogers boot disc. This was an Amiga Action disc that had uh, Space Crusade on it, Son of Zeds or whatever, but not anymore. Not now anymore. it's a boot disc, yeah. so I, I feel bad about that. Yeah. So I'll be, I suppose I could just erase it, Philip. Put, put, what, the, put what was get on the ADF, burn it back on there, or <laughs> put it back on there. That's right. So yeah, a little a little glance into what I was thinking in early 1990s. Very cool. Thanks for bringing that on. Hey, no problem. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump right to our first clone. So, Aaron, uh, what was the first clone game that you uh, that that you picked out? The first one we that we looked at uh, this week. Was is going to be Major Motion. Now, Major Motion, uh, it came out in '88, and the outfit that put it out was called Micro Deal. Now, do you does that name ring a bell to you? I, I don't remember Micro Deal. Micro Deal did a, a, a couple games we've done actually. Well, a couple games, one game we've done on the show, uh, Fright Night, which you know, it's funny to look back in retrospect. I know I picked that. It's a, it's a horrible game. <laughs> I, I, Happy I, Halloween, suckers! Yeah, I, I think that that's 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 right up there with our least popular episode. What the heck? <laughs> they did another game that I did on uh, uh, Amigos Play called Karate Kid Two. Right, which actually did very very well with our hey, viewers. So <laughs> I did it all for the glory of love. That's right. So this game, this clone, got a, a did get a, a an actual release. It's one one disc, and. Uh, Major Motion. It's a cl it's a cloned version, and very not very far away from uh, the original Spy Hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, Spy Hunter was an awesome uh, game. I think Bally put it out. Uh, wasn't that one of theirs? I have to look it up. Yeah, Bally Midway. Yeah, Bally Midway. And Spy Hunter was a game where you played a spy, your James Bond type spy, or uh, uh, somewhere along those lines. And it's basically a top-down game where you drive your car and eventually you drive a boat. And I, I want to say, I, I seem to remember that it actually is named, like in the literature, somewhere you're driving an Aston Martin. <laughs> I think so. so. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the game consists of an overhead view of a car and you're on a road and the, and the terrain will change. And you are being hounded by enemy spies. And the enemy spies have various uh, weapons at their disposal. They have cars that have these things that come out that, that are like little blades that try mm -hmm. to cut into your wheels uh, and will run you off the road. Then they've got cars you can't shoot that uh, <clears throat> will get in your way. They've got guys that hang out the side of the road that try to shoot you with like sniper shoot you. And so Major Motion does a good job of sort of simulating that game. Uh, in the arcade version, you're dropped off by this truck and then every so often uh, a, a button will flash on your control panel, and you hit the button, and the truck will come back, and you can and you can drive your car back up into it, and get an extra weapon. 
there's oil slicks, there's uh, missiles, there's uh, smoke screen, um, there's a sonic thing that will knock cars off the road, and the, and this game pretty much has everything. The uh, In the arcade machine version, there's a helicopter that bugs you, and you can shoot it with the missiles. This game's got it. Uh, now, one thing the arcade version has that no really home games have is that, the, again, you have a control panel there. You've got your steering wheel, you've got your gear shift, and you've got a panel of buttons, and the buttons will flash when you, when you can use them, like the truck, when you, when you can call your weapons truck in, you can hit the button when it starts flashing, the truck will come in. It's really a neat thing. You feel like oh, you've yeah. got extra control. And no real home version. Uh, this game didn't get a lot of action because it's uh, it's not easy to bring home, you know, effectively. You, 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 you really need a keyboard for all the buttons. that, And it, it's kind of neat because you've got uh, right here on the screen itself, uh, you know, shows you very clearly, like, not only the, the buttons <coughs> for your weapons, but it also shows you the uh, <coughs> sound, all that stuff. Uh, there's there's a lot of information on your HUD here, yeah. and it, it's really, really nice. They, they they didn't need to do all that, but they did. Yeah, and so this what they do in this game, of course, the glory of having a computer is that you can use your keyboard buttons mm -hmm. to uh, hit this stuff. And... Uh, and call and you can and so it makes the weapons a lot easier yeah. to use. Now, on, on the one hand, it does, but on the other hand, when you've got you know the the joystick is sort of a two button or a two handed controller. I mean, you, you usually you're holding it in your hands while you're playing it, yeah. and so you do have to kind of relinquish control for a split second. It's a little bit more difficult than when you're on the arcade and you've got one hand on the wheel and you're punching buttons on the dash. Which that's is true. A really cool feeling. Well, what I yeah, that's that is true. That's mm -hmm. true. I mean, and there's really no way to do it. But what I when you, well, one thing about this, if you're emulating the Amiga, you can set those keys up to various joystick buttons, and it makes it a, lot, a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. That's true. And we, and we can tell you, having uh, uh, when we did the uh, uh, this, the live stream, we played the original version of Spy Hunter and this, and really this was far more playable just because of the uh, amount of, uh, you have to set up the analog controllers. I mean, I'm sure we sat there and took a lot of time we could figure it out, but this played right out of the gate, played fine. And if you set those extra buttons up on your stick, you're good. And if you don't, I played it for years by basically taking the stick and just sort of wedging it like on the table so yeah. I can use it with one hand. I can mm -hmm. do both. And you don't have to hit them all that often. And a lot often. of times, if you got a stick with a button on the thumb, then that's that's just as good, too. Uh, this doesn't have the cool, uh, the iconic kind of like uh, Peter Gunn theme. Mm -hmm. but pretty much, I mean, it's got everything else. Yeah. And, I mean, this isn't a game. I'm, trying to, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of places this got ported. To right off the top of my head, I mean, a famous uh, you, home ports of Spy Hunter. Almost every, almost every, the Lynx got a port. The Lynx got a port, eh? Yeah, I mean, uh, th there's a ton. Uh, we can we can actually look them up here real quick and uh, and, and the, show you the uh, um, most the most of what I played was the, you know emulated. I've almost bought this game a couple of times. Now I know they made a version for the PlayStation that was sort of like a new version of Spy Hunter, was sort of a top-down mm -hmm. racer. This came out on the Amstrad, the Twenty Six Hundred, the Atari Eight Bit, the BBC Micro, the Spectrum, the C Sixty Four, the Apple II, the ColecoVision, the MS DOS, NES. Did you ever play this on any of those systems? Played it on the NES all the how time. How was it? It was great. What? The, how did they implement the weapon systems? I think you just basically there was. I I don't think now I always rented it so. Uh -huh. uh, I think that there might have been maybe like the select button called the truck, but the truck always just seemed to show up for me it randomly. It will, it will if you don't hit the button. And, um, but basically, you know, you drive into the truck and whatever your, your primary weapon is, you know, is on A, and then whatever your secondary weapon is, is on B. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I do want to mention, this is just uh, uh, kind of ironic or coincidental, is I was, uh, the other night I was playing, uh, uh, I put up an, uh, 
uh, Amigos play. It's been a while back now, but it was for Outrun Europa. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'd never played that before. I don't know if you've played it. I, I knew it was on the Master System, but I didn't know the Amiga even had a port of it. Right. I was looking. I, I, yeah, I just saw it, but I've never played and it. And there's a, there's a section of it where you run your car to an area and then you jump in a boat, uh, a jet ski and take off. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of this, how shocked I was in this when you all of a sudden you're in a boat. You know, it's funny because I never got far enough. In, in the game to, to make it to the water stage. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I cheated. I'll be honest with you. A lot. Because you can, there's a cheat yeah. you had extra time. I saw... I had a... Um, consumer Reports, back when the NES was a... Uh, you know, was the, the the hot deal and everybody was putting out NES strategy guides. I had a Consumer Reports NES strategy guide with 500 in it and I remember seeing the water levels and being like, boy, I, I don't know if I'll ever see that. Yeah, no kidding. It was really tough. But anyway, if you're looking for a decent... I like this clone. I mean, I really thought it was really yeah, good. I thought it was very well done. And uh, uh, I think it's uh, something that's definitely worth worth looking at. Uh, again, this was a retail. They actually sold this thing uh, on the on the Amiga, and this also came on the ST. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't look at how it looked. I'm guessing it probably looked pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but uh, yeah, I thought I liked it. What's next? Next, we're going to look at Donkey Kong. Uh, this doesn't have a cool name uh, or anything. It's just Donkey Kong now. I looked into this. I, this is one of the first Amigas ever played, if you believe it or not. Uh, this came out in uh, it was the first one of the first Amigas I played when I got back in. All right, it's what I remembered. Uh, this came out in '93, uh, and the guy who put it out or the outfit is was called Big Nonia, <laughs> which I be, and I believe this was a clone or a, this was a, a port of. Uh, a C64 version of this game. Uh, and if you look in the opening screen on this, um, yeah, it's un, it's basically an unofficial port of C64 game. So why am I bringing it up here? Well, hell, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some Donkey Kong, and I own a Donkey Kong. It's the second one I've owned. I owned uh, one before, when I lived in Lushen and, and got a good deal on this one we got up here. So I'm pretty, I got a pretty intimate knowledge of Donkey Kong. And uh, uh, when I saw this, I was like, I was pretty impressed. Uh, they get the sound effects down pretty well. Uh, it's funny this the uh, when you look at the opening screen of this game, and we talked about this on the live stream. The the guy who put it out or the outfit Big Mania. I don't know if this is a crack group or I don't know if this maybe maybe all they did was conversions. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, they talked about some other games that were going to bring up from the C sixty four, and one was Bagman, a, a version of that called Bagget Man. And there were a few other ones, but one they did was they talked about was Blue Max, which I got very excited about because I was like, "Wow, if this is out here, Blue Max must be out here." But the, I guess they they didn't make the cut. Right. I don't know what happened on that. But uh, this is standard fare. I mean, it's Donkey Kong. Uh, it looks a lot like the. Uh, it reminds me of the opening title screen. Looks a lot like the seven eight hundred version, mm-hmm. where it just has that you know pick one two players you know shtick. Um, a fun game. Uh, it's got pretty good. Uh, it's got pretty good. Uh, you know, hit detection and stuff. The uh, it's got it's not perfect. Uh, the pie factory level, uh, I've waited around forever, and I've never. I don't think the conveyor belt's ever changed direction, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a problem. Uh, it makes it a lot harder. Uh, the uh, uh, the game has a hidden level, a a uh, like a fourth, a fifth level that the guys made. I guess the people that did this on the CC4 put this extra level together. Maybe this guy did. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty challenging to say the least. It reminded me of uh, if you've played the uh, uh, the, the uh, arcade um, 
un, unofficial Donkey Kong. What did we turn out? Was Donkey Kong Two? Right. Uh, the uh, Jumpman's Revenge. Or yeah, whatever. they made an arcade version of Donkey Kong Two. A guy did, and he took unused sprites from the first Donkey Kong, and I think Junior, and he made this other game. It's actually really good, but it's incredibly hard, and that's what the extra level in this reminds me of. It mm. would fit right in there. It's a very difficult level. What did you What did you think of this? Having looked it over, you know, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, it it uh, as far as a home conversion goes, uh, it it really uh, everything looks a little bit squished. It does. Um, and you speculated that that's because you've got this sort of running crawl on the bottom from the developers no, that that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that um that you know has just a bunch of you know useful and useless information going on at the bottom of the screen. Um, I thought that um, you know overall you know since all the <laughs> levels are here, um, it's it seemed like it was running almost as fast as the original, maybe a little bit slower. Um, I'm not a huge Donkey Kong fan, but I felt like this was a, a competent port for sure. I was looking over what this guy, this outfit, uh, Bagnamania did. Big no, big Nadia, how you want to say it. And actually, it's funny on the list of this, they have some stuff like like you can vote on what you wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm assuming this stuff's all off the C64. But they did Aztec Challenge, which I have seen, and Bagot Man. But they also did a couple here that we didn't know about. Zaxxons, one they did, mm-hmm. and here's one that I find interesting: the real Popeye. The real yeah. Popeye. So I can, I, I'm feeling a third clone coming on. Yeah. Just wait to check those out because uh, the Popeye that's on here, Popeye Two, which I did a <laughs> Amigos play, it's it's atrocious. And it's terrible. And just a full disclosure, I, I at one point I try, I was going to do a Popeye wrestling, and it's so bad. <laughs> you it couldn't is, even get through. It. I just, it, it's so hideous. It just, mm-hmm. how did this ever? It's horribly bad. Uh, this game got reviewed, um, which I also like that, that people are reviewing this stuff. Uh, the One uh, gave this thing a 80 in its November of 93 issue, and uh, Amiga Action gave it an 83, which I think that's a pretty fair yeah. assessment of, of what yeah. you're getting here. I mean, they would probably not score the original Donkey Kong you know, much higher, because at this time, as we were discussing, this was a time where retro was uh, not cool. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. We should kind of go into that a little bit. So we haven't talked about it on here. There was a there was this sort of time frame in the, what did you what would you say the early nineties mm-hmm. where where game people wanted the newest best stuff and they would not accept anything less. Right. And and they were done with the old stuff. I think that's one of the things that really snake bit the Jag mm-hmm. is it, which we didn't talk about that. But I mean, there were there were lots of things <clears> that snake bit. The that's Jag. true. But I mean, <laughs> people expect when you come out and say, "Listen, this is sixty four bit power." They didn't want anything that didn't look like sixty four bit power. Mm-hmm. You know. Now here's the final stage. If you're watching the, the, at home, this is the uh, crazy last stage of Donkey Kong so that they that they're getting on here. But uh, and so. Uh, um, these games would review lower, you know, but, uh, you know, I think it's a quality game. So, so if it's a PD game. If you want to go out and look for it, you, you should be able to find it. What do we have next? Okay, Your the final clone game. Anyone that listens to the show, they know a few things about us. They know I have a third degree brown belt. They know you're a musical genius. And they know we like us some Mr. Do. That's very You true. like Mr. Do. I like Mr. Do. You like the variants of Mr. Do. You're more of a do run run guy, more of a Mr. Do's Castle guy. But we both love the original Mr. Do. Very true. We're the granddaddy of them all. It's a fun, quirky, uh, win your own way style, mm-hmm. style game. So a while, I mean, a year and a half ago, when we first started getting this gig on or over that, we were like, hey, let's 
let's we'll look around for some Mr. Do stuff. And really, we were surprised that they released Do Run Run, but not the original. Well, lo and behold, here comes Bob's Garden. And it was perfect for the clone episode. We had to get it in. So what is Bob's Garden? Well, Bob's Garden is Mr. Do with Bob, effectively. <laughs> it's Bob and some penguins, some red penguins, instead of the normal monsters. But they act exactly the same th- way. Um, they Most of the time, they travel through the tunnels that you make. But sometimes they can break out and start digging themselves in a very dig dugish sort of way. Yeah. Um, this game is, is you know, when it first was released, people just thought it was a dig dug clone. To me, I prefer it to dig dug. Uh, I like the way the ball works. I like the way the extra lives work. Um, it just seems like there's a little bit more to it. You prefer this to the actual Mr. Do? No, I'm talking about Mr. Do versus Dig Dug. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and, uh, but you know, this is, this is a very competent, I'd say that this is the closest of the three <coughs> in terms of, um, presentation that, that you've looked at with your, your three clones. Um, the, uh, I think that the speed is there on, on this, uh, where the speed, you know, wasn't there maybe for Donkey Kong, um, I don't know. Do you would you say that this is a competent Mr. Do clone? You know, the thing about Mr. Do is there are subtleties that need to be captured for the game to be proper. All right, this game captures most of the subtleties. Mm-hmm. Mr. Do looks like a not very complicated game until you play it and you realize there there's a lot going on and there's a lot of variance in how you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I mean, for example, you've got your in between parts here, which I like, but it's got when you go to the dirt, your speed changes. Uh, the monsters can get tired of waiting on you and try and basically ghost through the dirt to come mm-hmm. get you. The way the ball goes, that that in itself, no easy task. And the timing on the ball, it seems pretty good. You know, I mean, the uh, that's a weird. I mean, he'd have to just sit down and come up with this, right? And that would not be an easy task. Uh, the, the the levels again. You're talking about a. Uh, a, a a different you're talking about a horizontal screen mm-hmm. and they he's did a good job transferring those over to to look like they do in the arcade yeah. and there are you know you were talking about apple strategies in the arcade if you watch this guy do this right now he's doing that 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 same sort of apple strategy yeah it's so it's they, touchy but I, yeah. having tried it again it, it may be able to, you may be able to do it but mm-hmm. they've added the bonus stuff the extra extra man thing we we came across the diamonds which is the first time i'd seen it when we were doing the Amigos live stream, and I played this game quite a bit, mm-hmm. and and that's the way it should be. The diamonds shouldn't pop up all that often. Right. I mean, you can go months without seeing them, right. depending on how much you're playing it, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is cool, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a real competent uh, uh, competent version. The guy that made this is a guy named Justin Leck. Uh, he did some other stuff. Just looking over at what he did, he did a game which I don't know what the game's like, but the game's name is Dungeons, Amethyst, Alchemists, and everything. <laughs> That's a great name. And he did a game called Killing Machine and a game called League Ch- Challenge. So I don't know what those games are. Mm. And he did those with an outfit. But this looks like this one. Where he he was on his own, basically, when he put it out. Um, this game, actually, is pretty well respected. I, 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 it's got good scores on Lemon. Uh, it had one review, and it, it was uh, in the one of 1994. 10 out of 10. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah, uh, you know, to get I mean, how many games have we ever looked at that got a perfect score in any of these right, magazines? Right. I mean, no easy task. Uh, you're right. Of the games we looked at today, this is probably the most difficult to pull off, mm-hmm. and he did a superlative job. Yeah, uh, and and added little flourishes like this that he didn't have to. So, I mean, 
how do you rank the home versions of, of Mr. Do? I mean, I've played a couple. Well, uh, the, which is it the Super Nintendo? Which Super one's Nintendo the one that has the two-player angle, which I always thought was really neat? I can't, I don't know if the Super Nintendo was, version has that or not. I can't remember if the Nintendo. But, it's either Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Well, there was no Nintendo version, so it must the, be the Super the Nintendo. The Neo Geo version. version's and also I was going to say, yeah, the ne- uh, Neo, Neo Mr. Do. Mr. Do. Yeah. Uh, of course, that's a totally different game. Um, but, you know, I really I always liked the Atari 8 bit version, I thought that was great. Um, I don't even think I've ever played that. Is it pretty competent? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does it compare to this? Is uh, it how do they deal with the you know the screen? Um, boy, you know it's 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 hard to say. Uh, I think that this game probably looks a little bit better um, than than the Atari 800 version, just resolution wise. But uh, as far as the speed and the accuracy, I think it's there. Sometime you'll have to check it out and, yeah. and let me know what you think. Something we should mention is that they've got the sound down real well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Mr. Do, when you collect those cherries, it goes... And it's got, the same thing, yeah. It's, it's got that going on perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think I've played this a lot on... The only one version I've played a lot was on the ColecoVision. Mm. And this is far, far better than that. That, yeah. that was, Of course, this is the ColecoVision we're talking about. Right, but, uh, right. It's funny to think that the ColecoVision came out, what, about... Two, three years before the 500, mm-hmm. and the difference is astronomical. Oh, yeah. Well, the two. But consider the price of both. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Well, the click of which it wasn't cheap until it was. You know, <laughs> I've got an Adam at home. Maybe they've got an enhanced version. Maybe we'll have, so. a, have to have Maybe a look. So. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our second quartz episode. Or, I'm sorry, our second clones. clones episode. Something tells me that somewhere down the line there'll be another clones episode. Yeah, we've missed. There's still some good ones out there. And literally, we probably should say that when we picked these things, we literally just sort of took a look at a list. We sort of just picked some out. Some didn't work. Some mm-hmm. we couldn't find, and we kind of whittled it down. Yeah. That was basically. We didn't have any sort of prior knowledge or anything when we did it. Yeah. Um, so we want to thank. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Zeus Daz and all of the uh, Hipponius. Uh, all of the in-game footage that we've used uh, from YouTube uh, on these clones. These clones are very difficult to find. Um, a lot of um, playthrough footage of, and so we're very grateful to YouTube uh, to put that behind us uh, as we talk about these games. Um, I'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters. There's Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim Tommy Humbertstad. Josh Nan, Jason Warns, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham Vebke, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hara, Laurent Giroux, Jonas Rollo, Cole Bjorn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy, and Double B, Brutal Barracuda. You know, I also Ooh. want a, a shout out to all my friends on the uh, Amiga Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge group. It's the big one, and uh, those guys are supportive, good guys. Always putting up pictures of awesome stuff, and uh, I just, I just love it. And so, someone in there mentions, like, you know, we're not getting any dap. And I was like, you know, you're right. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned the group. I mean, I think I've mentioned it in passing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we've got our group, and then they've got, they've got their thing going on, and they're, and they're, and they're great. And when we, uh, they let me uh, stick Amigo stuff on there sometimes, and they've always got good, helpful uh, hints and stuff. So if you get a chance to check them out, please do. Yeah, and finally, uh, if you'd like to have your own Amigos apparel, just like Aaron is wearing today, uh, check out our store over at T Public. You can get to it by going to everythingamiga.com and uh, scrolling down to the Clothe Yourself link, or just go to tpublic.com slash store slash Amiga Tees. And I'm, I'm ordering my Amigos 
uh, our scum T-shirt as we speak. That's the one. What's the one I dying to have? So it will be by now. That one is that one of the ones we can get on Amazon. Uh, that is one of the ones we can get on Amazon. I think that uh, the the sizes you get more sizes for less on T Public. I see. So you're you're limited, which I didn't realize, which is why that's our first and last shirt we're putting on Amazon. <laughs> um, because uh, you, you you get more sizes. I think the quality may be a little bit better on T Public. I see. So. T Public. I've got. Two of the shirts off here, and they're and they're both top shelf. Yeah. I, I love them. Yeah, and more coming, I'd say. All right, Aaron. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you all next time. Adios. Adios.